Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other, so you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. You can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Hi, my name is Tanya Taylor, and I have the pleasure today of speaking with Crystal Slattery, who is an incredible leader of a company I started 10 years ago, and I've had the pleasure of working with her for the last four and a half years. And we speak maybe five hours a day. So I think I'll start with sharing with everyone about your fashion journey and how you got to where you are today. I think this is gonna be really fun for us. We might even learn something new about each other. (laughs) So my fashion journey, I'm really lucky. It was really clear and really obvious to me that I was very drawn to fashion as a kid. My first job in the industry, I was age 14. It was a paid internship for a fashion designer in Boston. We worked out of a 400 square foot studio and I was left in charge of the operations quite frequently. So my average day was essentially to, I would answer the phone. Usually it was a buyer from Garnet Hill Catalog placing an order. That's how we did it in those days. I would put the phone down. I would pull the roll of fabric off the shelf, lay it on a table, put the pattern piece on top, cut it out, bring the cutwork to the sewing machine, sew it up, put in a size label, pack it in a box, call UPS to pick it up. So that was my first introduction to product lifecycle management, which is still a very big part of my job today. And then in high school, I worked at Betsy Johnson in the retail stores, where I got to experience the outward-facing stuff, working with customers. I did all the windows on Newbury Street, and I would like enlist all my friends, models and stylists and makeup artists, and we would like convince our party promoter friends to help us do these ridiculous fashion shows at the nightclubs. So I really kind of got my first experience even before I moved to New York and went to FIT, and then I had a great time in New York. I worked really hard. I got promoted to work in the showroom at Betsy Johnson, worked in wholesale. And, you know, over the years, I've had incredible opportunities and experiences to work with really cool brands and really cool people and to even co-create some brands. Going back to Daryl Kay and Cationa Deli, Elizabeth and James, where you and I first met, Senka Set, and now I'm here with you. And so when you think about all those experiences, do you consider yourself a generalist where you've kind of picked up different parts of the industry and the role along the way, or do you find, do you consider yourself a specialist? So I feel like I'm a generalist out of necessity and I've learned to kind of love all the parts that make the machine go around. So I'm trying to juggle it all. You know, I have a, I feel like I have a mind for margin. I love customers and I just live and breathe for brands. So I love a good brand You know, aesthetically, I'm agnostic. I love it when a brand understands who they are and goes after it with, you know, every fiber of its being. And that's what really kind of motivates me and gets me excited to circle back to all of the operational and logistical and financial things, all the other things that kind of make the wheels go around. And I think I get to see that every day from you. And whether it's an off-the-shoulder polka dot red dress that is a mini dress that maybe you and I might not wear, but feels like it's just such the brand DNA, you jump up and down and get excited. And I feel like the enthusiasm you have for when a brand clicks with product and when that's all done with the intention of understanding a customer is a really, it's, I find it quite special to see how, 
happy you can be around that around that click because when you've been in this industry for a very long time to sustain passion is really important so what inspires you most about the industry and maybe speak to some parts that disappoint you. Yeah, so I'm really inspired by the promise of what the fashion industry can be. I really feel that the fashion industry, particularly in the United States, has lost sight of its purpose. I mean, to me, the purpose of fashion is to be a tool for personal self-expression within the context of culture. We are at our best as an industry when we are in this kind of constant dialogue with society as it shifts and change and you know, morphs and history is made. And I think fashion is when we're best, when we're part of that constant communication. We should be a reflection of a larger cultural landscape. And I just don't feel that as an industry, we are that right now. I feel that we have kind of not caught up to shifting attitudes around size and race and age and class, you know, all the isms. So that's disappointing to me. And I think, you know, also our relationship with technology, we were just talking about this earlier, but it's so true. We are so awkward in our relationship with technology. I mean, I feel like our industry was still using the fax machine when everybody else was on email. I mean, remember Google Glasses on the runway? It's, it, it felt so forced and so awkward. So I feel like I'm really looking forward to the industry kind of catching up with the larger cultural and, you know, technological landscape that's becoming available to us and just kind of being more in harmony and concert with the outside world. Yeah. And it almost feels like I don't want technology to replace creativity, which starts to become the conversation of what's available to lean on technology. But it needs to help us with our process. And I think our process in fashion is so manual and so archaic and wasteful that there's there's room for optimizing that through technology that no one's focused on. Absolutely. I mean, I'm really excited about the idea of AI becoming a part of our of our world. I actually heard a funny joke the other day. Somebody said, can't AI like do the dishes? Like, why does AI, why do all the robots have to be screenwriters? So I feel like we've become so afraid of technology and we like imagine the worst case scenario, but I'm really imagining how technology and AI specifically could really be used in our industry so that we can be more creative, we can focus, we can all, you know, we all work so hard and the hours are so long and there's so many tedious pieces within this industry. Like let's have AI help us with the tedious pieces so that we can really be creative and be focused on the fun stuff. Yeah, I'm totally, totally agree with you. Is that one of your big hopes for the industry or what would you say when you think of where we can go as an industry, what you dream of for the brand and also just for the greater kind of you know, composition of American fashion. Yeah. I mean, I think my big hope for the industry is that we find our footing and then we kind of dig in on what our purpose is. You know, our industry kind of has one foot in fashion and art and creativity and one foot in the realism of the customer's lifestyle and apparel, for lack of a better word. So I think there's two conversations. There's a conversation about artists and creative people, and are they really supported in this country, which is a different conversation, a different podcast for a different time. And then, you know, what is the relevancy of fashion and how do we really kind of bridge the gap between being inspiring and being creative, but then also really you know, being a part of the customer's life. And I think, you know, just bringing the community and different classes and ages and sizes of people into the industry and becoming 
you know, much more comfortable with technology and really bringing the outside world into our industry in a more harmonious way. Mm -hmm. And what about for the brand? Yeah, I mean, for the brand, that's a hard question because I feel like we are launching fall next week, New York Fashion Week, very exciting. So I'm very, I, you know, I always love a new season. And then simultaneously, we're launching spring to our customers. So, you know, in this industry, you're always kind of in multiple seasons at the same time. So I'm not sure what to be more excited about spring or fall. I'm also really enjoying the fact that we have a beautiful new store at 980 Madison and engaging with those customers directly is something that is just very motivating and really gives me, you know, a new reason to come to work every day. Yeah. And we, you and I say this all the time, but if we can ever carve out that hour in the morning to be in the store, the rest of your day has a different focus and context to what you're building because you're not, it's not hypothetical. You were in the change room with someone, you saw how a dress fit, you understood their lifestyle and getting that feedback immediately is really motivating to me as well. It's a big part of like how we grow as a brand. Okay, how do you find energy and motivation during tough times? Because just for anyone listening, you and I started working together right before the pandemic. And we had known each other a little bit from Elizabeth and James, but we really had to form a relationship during the toughest times that most people have gone through. And that's not easy. And there was motivation to keep the business going, but motivation to also keep relationships going. And how do you stay positive? You have two daughters, an amazing husband. There's a lot going on. It's really interesting because I think the things that give me energy and motivation within the context of my career, we didn't have access to during the pandemic. And so, you know, what gives me energy and motivation is coming into the office, engaging with people, having the friendly conversations, you know, making note of business wins, individual wins, and just that kind of energy that you get from, you know, working in an environment, a creative environment with other people. And then the little wins you get from the business itself, whether it's acquiring a new customer or a reorder or something good happening in the business. And I feel like during the pandemic, you know, we had neither one of those. And so I was really kind of missing that energy during the pandemic. And so I feel like I'm really grateful to be, you know, back in the business, back in the office and, you know, working with an incredible team of people. And, you know, when I look out at the 30 plus people in the studio that are here today, you know, each and every one of them, like I can find a way to really like understand how they're contributing. I appreciate them. You know, I feel like when they have a personal win, I get really excited for them. And then we have a kind of a company wide win. You know, I think it's really important to celebrate those moments. So those are really the things that give me energy and keep me going. And, you know, listen, January is one of the toughest months in the year. And I feel like we started out with so many exciting things to celebrate in January. So, you know, I think it's going to be a really, you know, it's a really motivating way to start 2024. Yeah, you reminded me of that yesterday because we had some good things happening with sales and you're like, you know, this is a good start to the year because usually you have to get over the hump of that first month. So then when you think about maybe last question here, when you're thinking like top of your mind, what would you say you're most excited about us doing together with the brand? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about how we're developing categories. You know, I feel like you, in the beginning, were really known for prints, and you're still known for prints, and they're very personal to you. And, 
you actually create and, and hand paint a lot of the prints yourself. So it is such an important part of the brand DNA. But I think it's been a lot of fun to really work on expanding categories and how we dress this customer within the context of her wardrobe. And so we're able to like really think about, you know, she's loving a printed dress, but then she also likes a solid jacket. And if she likes a solid jacket, maybe she likes a solid pant. And we kind of build this whole story for her around the brand DNA. So I think like building those categories with the team has been really fun. And I feel like we've done a really good job kind of building creative daywear. And, you know, I think what's coming next, I'm really excited to see how you start kind of getting back into party wear, because I feel like that is your place to play. And how Tanya brings fun to party wear is going to be a really is I'm just going to kind of sit back and watch and see what you do, because I think nobody does party wear better than you. Your product queen. Getting there, getting there. Well, I think that was, I think that's the kind of list of what we wanted to start with. Thank you for having us on this. Thank you, Tanya. And thank you, Christy. Christy is actually coming to our store on Thursday, February 15th. We'll be continuing the conversation over drinks and snacks. And I'm excited to meet the Join the Collab community in person at 980 Madison. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com. Thank you.